Hello everyone and welcome to the 99 Yards Podcast. I'm your host Duncan Terry and this week I'm joined by Shona Duthie and Stuart Taylor. How are we? Good thanks Duncan, yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah really good thank you. I've, I'm trying to get everyone to boycott by the Scottish Sands. That's my new mission for the North East of Scotland. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, definitely in on that one. Hey, well this week we'll be speaking to Tom Donlan from British Bird Gang about Arizona Cardinals and from the Los Angeles Rams UK, we have Jordan Gallagher. But first, let's start with Trouble in the Huddle. And this week, we take a look at Bill Barnwell's list of active players he believes are a lock for the Hall of Fame. So the players he has are Von Miller, JJ Watts, Patrick Mahomes, Jason Witten, Adrian Peterson, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Larry Fitzgerald, Aaron Donald, and Ben Roethlisberger. First of all, guys, is there anyone on that list that grabs you as contentious or are they all fair enough? I think it's a bit early to have Patrick Mahomes in there. I mean, obviously he had he's had an incredible few years in the NFL and obviously he's got that amazing contract um, given to him by the Kansas City Chiefs. But let's not forget, like, it is the team that's also built around him. Like, you know, he, he is amazing. He does really cool no-look passes and he can find, you know, players in a pocket of space and it's incredible to watch. But that Chiefs team, you know, has been built around in the past few seasons and they've been built to win Super Bowls. So it'll be interesting to see how he fares when, you know, those sort of those sort of players move on because with his contract that he's under, the Chiefs are not going to be able to keep them all. And so maybe it's a slightly too early to have him in the like, tips for the Hall of Fame. I feel like he needs to do a little bit more. I but probably people are not going to agree with what I'm saying. But that, yeah, for, I feel like maybe it's just slightly too early for him to be saying he's a lock for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I, I guess I agree with what Sean is saying about the team around him. Um, with him just having announced today that they've paid Travis Kelsey a whack of money as well. They paid big money to Jones. Uh, Tyreek Hill's on a big deal. They're not going to have much money left to go around for anyone else, particularly if the prediction of the cap coming down over the next couple of years is going to come to fruition. It'll be interesting to see how how they round out the rest of the team to support Mahomes over the next few years. Yeah, he's an interesting one. I, I get it. Um, if he carries on in this trajectory, he'll be an all timer. Um, you know, more than a lock. But it, you know, there's other players who have had great first three years and they're not on his list. So yeah, it could be a bit early for him. Uh, one I was going to mention was Adrian Peterson. Uh, great running back he is, but he did have a little bit of trouble off field. So is he a lock? You know, we're saying he's definitely a Hall of Fame. Maybe not, just for the the personal issues and the things that come with in, in his baggage. Uh, yeah, I would I would agree with that one as well. It, it, I feel like the rest of them are all kind of fair enough. Like you could argue for and against. I mean, with any of them, but I, I feel like, you know, they've been around a long time. They've proved they're kind of like worth. And as much as I would love to not see Tom Brady in the Hall of Fame, that's never going to happen. So <laughs> I think, yeah, it's probably about right for the rest of them. Yeah, if, if I was pushed to pick one player on that list, I would maybe be controversially um, of Jason Witten, although he's my wife's favourite NFL player. <laughs> um, now, the reason for that is I think if you could make a case Maybe maybe not Ben Roethlisberger either, but he's had two Super Bowl wins with all the other players on that list at some point in their career being the best player um, at that position at some point in time. What I don't think Witten's ever been that, particularly the first half of his career, you'd probably say Tony Gonzalez was the best tight end 
And then at the back end of his career, you probably see Rob Gronkowski was ahead of him. So I, th- I think on that criteria, what Charlton think, has someone ever been the best at their position to make the Hall of Fame? I'm not sure Jason Witten has. And I think a lot of his stats and things is probably down to longevity more than being the absolute best. Oh, that makes sense. Um, so let's play, as we normally do. And everyone, look out for the vote on Twitter as to whose suggestion was the best. Who, from the current crop of NFL players, would you add to that list of locks? Uh, Stuart, do you want to start things off? Um, the Someone who's not on our list, I think, would be um, a lock, would be um, Julio Jones. Um, who has been pretty much an outstanding wide receiver since he joined the league with the, with the Falcons. I think particularly as well, if they hadn't blown that lead in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, I'm not sure it would be particularly much of a debate. You, you know, you'd have that Super Bowl ring to just crown off his career. I'd say he's probably been one of the most dominant receivers in his time. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that Julio would probably be one of my picks. I could think of someone who's playing at the moment. How about yourself, Shana? Uh, for me, it's obviously Russell Wilson. Um, I feel like nowadays he's start starting to get better recognition than he used to. Like he did uh, reach number two in the NFL Top 100, which is obviously voted for by the players. Um, so I feel like he has started to you know, get that recognition that he absolutely deserves. Um, you know, he, his 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 resume speaks for itself as to why he should be in the Hall of Fame and his story as well. Um, you know, he's a third round quarterback. He was picked after a punter, you know, and then to win a Super Bowl. Like it's kind of like movie worthy. So I, I would love to see a film on his life later on. But not right now. He's still got a very uh, few good years ahead of him. Um, I just think he's developed into an impressive, impressive quarterback that could easily walk into the Hall of Fame. And I hope um one day he does so i think he absolutely deserves it um, both uh, both great picks and uh, we'll, we'll talk about them properly in a sec but just to throw mine out there as well um consider for a moment todd Gurley's career i'm not picking todd Gurley. consider his career for a moment it's been what five years six years um and he's starting to tail off he might be we may have seen the best of him because he's been worked into the ground there's a running back who came into the league in 2005 and is still playing. He was in the all-time team of the 2000s. Uh, he had his first Pro Bowl in 2006. <laughs> I mean, that's absolutely crazy. It's Frank Gore, of course. And I think he's an absolute lock for the Hall of Fame. He's, he's third on the list of, uh, of running yards for running backs all-time. Uh, and I think uh, to overlook him would be absolutely crazy. Yeah, um, I've been a Dolphins fan. I'm glad we just even got one year, even if it was towards the tail end of his career, of Frank Gore. He, yeah. he was actually our best running back that year that he played um, for the Dolphins, and, and it was a joy watching him play every week. Um, I absolutely hated him when one of my friends was a Niners fan, um, and he just used to gloat about having Frank Gore on his team. But yeah, I, I could not argue with Frank Gore going in the Hall of Fame at all. Uh, no, I, I I wouldn't disagree with that either. The guy's an absolute legend. And you, you, you kind of just like, it's a guy that you always root for. And I will be so sad the day that he hangs up his cleats and is no longer playing. And on Julio Jones, I mean, absolutely beast of a player. He's in that uh, sort of Calvin Johnson mold, isn't he? Um, of just being so athletic and, and catching everything and running with the ball and roots. And he's he's got everything about his game. 
Um, I mean, just was it last week? I, I was, wasn't on that pod, but he was. We, we were talking about him as possibly being overrated on the NFL's hundred for last season. But when you, when you look at what he's done in his career so far, and he's probably going to do for the next, let's say, five, eight years, I, I think he could well be a lock as well. Yeah, I see. If, if he'd had that Super Bowl win, I think that they, that would have even added more to the to the credence for for Julio going in. But hopefully, the slight decline last season was just a one-off, and we're not going to start seeing a downward decline from Julio. I'm hoping not. I don't think I'll ever forget that catch he did in that Super Bowl when he had this two feet in, and it looked like he was doing that sort of like Michael Jackson pose. And I was just kind of like, oh, they're going to have to win it now. They're going to have to. And then they did, and that was sort of a fight for him because it was just an amazing catch. I still think about it now sometimes when he's playing. <laughs> of course, a player who does have a Super Bowl is uh, is Russell Wilson, your nomination. Um, he has his Super Bowl, but he doesn't have his MVP, uh, his season MVP, like, like Patrick Mahomes does, who we mentioned earlier. Um, do you think that may well go against him if he continues not to get get votes for that? I just again, again, the MVP is voted for by the players, and it's it's been a thing, long talk thing amongst Seahawks fans. It, you know, Wilson just doesn't really get the recognition that I really think he deserves. Like, um, he holds an 86-421-1 record in eight seasons as Seahawks starting quarterback. He's never missed a game despite despite being behind horrific offensive lines, which Duncan, I'm sure you will agree with me. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> he's never thrown more than 11 interceptions in a season. Um, he completed and has always completed at least 63% of passes. Um, and I think he can still, you know, do more. Like he's proven he's now a dual threat. He, he doesn't continuously try and escape escape the run like he always had to do before. He's shown that he can throw it and he can get those brilliant passes to the um, wide receivers and Tyler Lockett and now DJ Metcalf. I'm so excited to see what he does in the next few years. I think Wilson's almost a victim of his own success. He's so good on a week-by-week basis. Everyone's like, yeah, that's just Russell Wilson. That's what he does. Um, and if you actually look at and compare to other quarterbacks, what he does every year, year on year, is is actually quite astounding. Um, and I think the way that the Seahawks actually play, they don't focus him as well as maybe some other teams might do. I mean, Mahomes has the ball all the time. He can do whatever he wants. The running game in Seattle seems to take precedence. So I think Russell probably gets less opportunity to do some of the spectacular stuff that he's capable of as well. Absolutely right. Well, I'll tell you what, there's three cracking candidates for everyone to vote on on Twitter, so look out for that. Next up, the 2020 LA Rams. We spoke to Jordan Gallagher from Los Angeles Rams UK about their prospects. So I'm here with Jordan Gallagher from the Los Angeles Rams UK. How's it going? Yeah, it's gone all, gone all right, thanks. How about yourself? Yeah, good, good. Thank you very much. Um. So we're going to talk a bit of Rams. We'll see how long I can go without saying St. Louis. Um, are, you, are you still doing that? Uh, not quite, because it, it, it brings up brings up a bit of heated debate if you mention that on any on any of the platforms. So really, um, I have to make sure I don't do that. Try and avoid it as much as possible. Yeah. <laughs> um, how are you feeling after last season? Probably a little disappointed at nine and seven. Yeah. Um, obviously year before was, was Super Bowl appearance so you're there's always the talk of the, the dreaded hangover but you're you're obviously hoping to avoid that but um, 
obviously a couple of teams in the division were really strong, which which doesn't help um, either. But yeah, overall it was it was pretty disappointing considering the first two years under under McVeigh. So um, hopefully a bit of a bounce back this year, but but we'll wait and see, I suppose. Absolutely. Uh, looking at your, your your free agency ins and outs, um, overall possibly hurt the team a little as the, the salary cap probably starting to bite. Um, one guy I would pick out as would be a big loss was uh, Corey Littleton. Uh, I mean, uh, is there any? Uh, will he be a, a big loss? Uh, or is there any else you can think of? Or? Yeah, it, it, it probably will be. It's probably the biggest loss of the free agents. Obviously, they traded away Cooks and cut Todd Gurley as well but yeah you're right the, the salary cap obviously paying Jared Goff a lot of money Aaron Donald's getting a lot of money probably looking forward to potentially paying the likes of Jalen Ramsey um, certainly they had to look at, at where they could save a little elsewhere um, but yeah Littleton kind of started off as special teamer um, undrafted free agent and then worked his way eventually into into kind of being the important middle linebacker. Um, yeah. But he actually got a little bit less than I actually thought he would get in free agency, which was a bit surprising that the Rams didn't match it at first. But I think when you look at the, the, the middle linebackers especially, it's almost like they don't really, they don't particularly bother with them, to be honest. It's like <laughs> we've not had any kind of big names in there. So... Um, but yeah, he's probably the main one. Obviously, losing a few sacks as well with, with Dante Fowler, but um, 15 million is probably that's kind of the average. I think it was about 15 million a year from the Falcons he got. That was probably a bit too much for me. So that was one that they obviously didn't fancy either. Yeah, there's a, there's a big names, a few big names leaving as well. You know, we have Roby Coleman. I can't even say his name anymore. Roby Coleman and, and, and Matthews. I mean, it all adds up a little bit. Um, and you mentioned Jalen Ramsey. I was going to say, has he resigned yet? So is he still on his rookie deal, or? Yeah, he's into the the last year. Um, hasn't been too much talk on it. I mean, they've kind of, I suppose it's all the usual chat. They're they're talking to the agents. They're on similar pages, but nothing nothing concrete yet. So obviously, there's the the whole thing with the salary cap and whatnot with the current climate. So I would imagine they were looking to see what happened there, but. You're hoping for the amount you traded for him, a couple of yeah. couple of first rounders, second rounders, whatever. You're you're hoping that they get something sorted, otherwise it's a bit of a waste. No, I say, yeah, given the amount that uh, that they gave up, absolutely. And and uh, he of course accounted for the first round pick this year. Um, I mean, how are you feeling about that trade now? You you know, it's still you know positive, I suppose. Yeah, provided provided you get that contract done and he's here for a few more years, then yeah. Um, I think it was like kind of pick nineteen or twenty. We were we were due to select, so you weren't really going. You're not going to get a, a guy of his quality there. So yeah, I mean, as long as as long as you get the 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 deal done, it as a positive from from that. Exactly. And uh, just just talking about the draft, uh, you, you've got uh, Acres at running back, who looks uh, a really good piece to add to a couple of guys who are you know decent players in Brown and Henderson. And uh, Van Jefferson, a new toilet wide receiver, so uh, you know, pretty positive in the draft. Yeah, um, when I was watching it, I was saying, don't as long as they don't pick a running back with a first <laughs> pick, which was fifty-two, it'll be all right. But that's what they've done. But you know, when you when you look at them, you look at 
you know, what he'd done at Florida State on not a very good team and, and all that, then, you know, you start to feel a bit better about it. Um, and then Van Jefferson seems to be, you know, he seems like, I think, out with probably Jerry Judy. They were kind of saying his route running was up there. Um, and that's kind of something that's a big feature in the, the Rams offense. When you look at, you know, Woods and Cup as well, they're, they're both extremely good route runners. So he should hopefully be able to come in and, add to that group as well so yeah a couple of positive moves I think a lot of people thought we'd go defense early on but you know it was the complete opposite to two offensive guys in the, the second round which was our first two picks so yeah very positive I love what you say about his uh, route running because that really is the big uh, the big positive about you know McVeigh's scheme isn't it because that he just anyway you know he schemes them open um they always seem to be someone completely left on their own in the middle of the field somewhere yeah, um, it's usually, usually you see Cooper Cup in there. Robert Woods has been a bit of a, come the Swiss Army knife. He does a bit of everything. He'll go long. He'll he'll run the short routes and the intermediate routes. Be interesting to see who takes Cooks's role. He was kind of the guy that would, you know, try and take the top off the defense. But yeah, speaker, yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, no route run is very important in the offense. And then uh, Andrew Whitworth goes again at left tackle, but overall the line possibly a bit of a weakness? Yeah. Um, I mean, a couple of years ago you had, you know, it was Whitworth, Saffold, Sullivan, then Blythe and, and Havenstein. And, you know, it was a, a kind of mix. You know, the two guys on the right were a bit more youthful than certainly Whitworth, Saffold and, and Sullivan were. But, you know, they, they were excellent the, the year of the Super Bowl run. And then last year, you know, a lot more youth um, in there and it, a, a few injuries as well, to be fair. But yeah. I think even before the injuries, it, it wasn't particularly working out. And, you know, golf, golf ended up getting a lot of heat from everyone, media, fans, etc. But, you know, a lot of it fell down to the offensive line. He hasn't, you know, a, a Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson where he can escape. Yeah. Um, he's got a little bit of athleticism, but he isn't he isn't that type of guy. So if your old line isn't holding up, then you're not going to get the best out of out of golf, unfortunately. Yeah, I was thinking a bit a bit unfair on golf last year. I mean, he's he's not he's not that superstar yet, but he's good enough, and yeah, he's gotten to the Super Bowl before. So you know, I think a bit unfair on him last year. Yeah, um, I suppose it's you know not not many. Obviously, if you're not a Rams fan, you're not going to have watched every snap, so yeah. you're only going to probably see the highlight bad plays, as it were, if people are, are kind of down on them. Um, but, you know, there were still some really good moments and, and whatever. But, yeah, I mean, he's still young as well. He was, he's, you know, he's still at the very early stages of his career. It's, you know, especially when you get that amount of money that he got, people are going to be expecting, you know, a, a Tom Brady or a Pat Mahomes type performances every week, and you you know not every not every quarterback's as good as them. So I think he'll he will find his level, kind of just you know it's going to be below those guys, but you know he will eventually find his level. But it's all going to start with how how good the O line can perform this year. Yeah, and then moving on to the defense, um, I mean I think it's really strong. Um, outside of Donald and Ramsey, there's not so many well-known names, but I think there's some really some real strength there, and less well-known players like Ebu Cam, Taylor Rapp, Michael Brockers. I mean, they won't be easy to score on all year, right? Yeah, um, 
it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see the kind of the back end of the defense. Obviously, we had Weddle there last year as well, um, but he's he's retired. But I, I really like John Johnson was injured for most of last year. He's he's you know a really under the radar guy. He's going into the final year of his contract, and yeah, Tim and Taylor Rapp. Rapp had some kind of rookie moments last year, um, but he had some really good moments as well. So it's going to be interesting to see that partnership. Um, yeah, up front should be hopefully really strong. Obviously, Donald is going to do what he does. Brockers is, again, the guy who might not put up big stat numbers, but he helps Donald get free and, and other guys get free as well. Um, signed. Sean Robinson as well from the Lions, who should kind of fit into the middle of the line by the looks of it, um, and hopefully help out with the run defense, which kind of suffered at times last year. And especially when you've got, you know, the 49ers in your division, you're going to need a, a strong run defense there. Yeah, and Brockers is staying now because he nearly left, didn't he? Yeah, he did leave. It was, um, I think, I would say shoulder issue came up. Uh, signed a, or really had agreed to a deal with the Ravens, and then they they backed out, and he came back to come back to the Rams. So I kind of stroke of luck in that sense. Obviously, he's been at the Rams his whole career. I think this is his ninth year, so they know all his issues that he's got or might not have, and how to manage them. So they were obviously comfortable giving him the money. Still, has it been nine years already? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so, Jen, overall, just going into 2020, uh, are you pretty positive? Because it's a very strong division, but as long as you've got Sean McVay, you, you know, you'll be thereabouts, I imagine. Yeah, um, yeah, it's going to be tough. I can, you know, you can pretty much see everyone in the division taking games off each other and, and division play. And But yeah, like you say, McVay, especially with the kind of lockdown period that everyone had, I'm sure he's been pretty much non-stop looking at looking at things and you're hoping that can hopefully get the the offense back on track um a lot of you know we've got new coordinators everywhere we've got a new defensive coordinator uh, brandon staley new offensive coordinator as well so it's going to be a bit of a change for for the the team but yeah i think as long as they kind of get the o-line issues sorted i think you're, you're going to be pretty confident that you can at least make a you know a better. I mean, there were only one game off the playoffs last year, to be mm. fair. But you know, at the same time, you, you kind of hope you make a better push because um, I think we were always behind. You know, after being after quite early on, the 49ers obviously started very well. It's going to be interesting to see how they deal with their Super Bowl hangover. Um, Seahawks are the Seahawks. As long as they've got Wilson, they're going to be a, a, a threat. And yeah, the Cardinals this year even they're going to be stronger. So. Interesting overall. Get get off to a good start, and anything can happen. And so, where can Rams fans in the UK find you? Um, well, so all the social media. So Twitter, it's at Rams underscore UK. It's the same uh, handle on Instagram, and then it's just Los Angeles Los Angeles Rams UK on Facebook. Excellent. Well, good luck for the year ahead. Yeah. Thanks very much. Stuart, a lot of changes in LA again, and not a lot of additions. How do you see their season unfolding? The LA Rams are are a funny kind of team. I mean, when when they made the Super Bowl with um with McVeigh at the helm, they were the next big thing, and everyone raved about the 
the offensive um, mind of McVeigh and how creative he was and that the Rams were going to be the, the team moving forward. And really since Belichick figured them out, they've they've really struggled to hit those heights again. I mean, last season, they, they were okay. They they finished 9-7. and seven. They, they didn't make the playoffs. Um, a lot of their moves over the last couple of years, I think, have been... We're in a Super Bowl window. Let's try and win now. They've had a lot of bigger name players on short term deals. Um, people like Damakon Sue they had for a year. They had Clay um, Matthews. They've traded away some first round picks for, um, although he's a bit of a younger player, they still need to pay him Jalen Ramsey. I'm not sure I see a clear vision of where they want to go and, and what they're doing. There seems to be a lot of chopping and changing of personnel year on year. And I just, I'm struggling to see how they make the playoffs this year with, with the division that they're in. Uh, no, I'd absolutely um, agree with that. I think like I said a few years ago that if they don't win when Jared, a Super Bowl, when Jared Goff is on his rookie contract, then I don't see them winning it for quite a long time purely just because the players again that they had around him um were kind of like solid veterans or like players who were going to be looking for that big money contracts and then when I saw what they paid Jared Goff I kind of feel like they're slightly a victim of their own like process in the background um I agree with Stuart I think they're just they're a bit confusing and they could easily they could easily surprise me and and do well but I don't know if I believe enough in the Jared Goff system to see them doing that well this season. I, I don't think they've made much in the way of additions in the off-season, really, either that are going to be impactful first-team players. I mean, they've, they let Todd Gurley go and they drafted a running back in the, um, in the draft in the second round in Cam Akers. They traded away Brandon Cooks, although he had a lot of injury problems. And again, they drafted another second-round wide receiver to replace him we don't know are these players going to be upgrades on what they've had or whether they're going to be just okay fill-ins um, I don't see much in the way of an improvement in step forwards from from what they were last year yeah it's interesting you pointed out that the vision for the team um, I absolutely agree on that I think that's a really really good point um, I mean vision wise you know Van Jefferson have come in for for, for Cooks uh, and as uh, Jordan was pointing out he's an excellent route runner which is very much what you need for the Rams you know they're, they're all about scheming people open rather than having awesomely talented wide receivers like Julio Jones who we discussed um, you know they're good Cooper Cup Robert Woods um, but it's a lot about the scheme um, so they you know they're decent offense and they really need that offensive line to hold up and Jared uh, Jared Goff to to develop um, he really needs to to take a step forward, I think. But that defence is still quite impressive. Um, they've got a strong defensive line, and that secondary is really good. And it's a lot of players that maybe aren't household names. Troy Hill, Taylor Rapp, John Johnson. Really, really talented young players. Um, and lastly, just Jalen Ramsey trade, which has sort of hamstrung them draft-wise, you know, the upper end of the draft for the next couple of years. Um, and if they don't get to re-sign him, as happened with uh, Clowney in Seattle, I mean, that looks a bit of a bad trade after at the end of the day. So it really will be interesting to see them develop, but for this year, they're going to be good. I think, you know, they'll be, all, they'll do all right. 
Hey, we haven't not re-signed Clowney yet. So don't completely write it off, Duncan, okay? <laughs> well, quite, quite. <laughs> Goff is he's interesting, and I can see why he's liked by some and that he can he can follow instruction well, he can plan and the word what's the word I'm looking for? Execute a a, a play an offense, yeah. a system. But does he take control of the huddle when no. things are going down? Absolutely not. Um, and I think that's where they particularly got caught out in the Super Bowl. I mean, Belichick just waited out until nobody was talking in Goff's ear and just changed everything and he couldn't cope with it. Um, and I think that's where, where he struggles. When he has a, as a play or a scheme to execute, he's fine. When he has to think on his feet and change in what he's seeing on the defense, I think that's where he really struggles. I just don't, I just don't think he's an inspiring person. Like, it's, you know, if a team is, you know, they're down by like seven or even eight, and then you know, you look to your quarterback, you look to your number one guy, and I just don't see him like rallying the troops. And I feel like the Super Bowl, like you mentioned, it was evident in the Super Bowl. I feel like the leaders that he had around him then, he's not got them now, and I, I just don't. I, I just don't believe in him enough to carry a Rams team and back to the playoffs. I don't think we'll get there this season. So possibly tough times ahead for the Rams. It'd be an interesting one to watch for definite. Next up, we spoke to Tom Donlan from British Bird Gang, speaking about a popular choice for underdog of the year, the Arizona Cardinals. I'm here with Tom Donlan from British Bird Gang. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Not too bad. Just waiting for the season to start. Yeah, aren't we all? Aren't we all? Um, so, how are you feeling after last season? Five uh, eleven, probably best left in the past, but it's first under Coach Kingsbury. Uh, Murray aside for the moment, does the the new coach give you give you hope? Well, you can, compared to Steve Wilkes the year beforehand, anything was an improvement. But to be fair, I was happy with Cliff Kingsbury, and I just hope he can bring success to the desert one year or multiple years, really. You know, absolutely. He he does look competent and know exactly what he's building there. Um, so I think uh, good times ahead for sure. Um, that being said, there were a ton of big moves either way in or out in free agency. Is there something? Is there one that perhaps sticks out to you at all? Not really in free agency. I think we did most of the work in the draft and also the trade for DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, we yeah. did have a couple of players in the free agency like jo- Jordan Phillips and. Devon Kennard, but besides them two, not really much coming in. And the ones that we lost, Dick couldn't really care less about, really. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I mean, obviously, you mentioned that the biggest move was was the Hopkins trade. Uh, it's great for Cardinals to have such a big player. Um, but do you felt, feel surprised at the time? Did they need him? I mean, they already had Kirk, Fitzgerald, Isabella, Butler. Um, it's quite a crowded wide receiver room now, isn't it? Yeah, but none of them really had the quality that DeAndre Hopkins has got. Especially, like, I mean, Larry Fitzgerald did have in the past, yeah. but, you know, Absolutely. DeAndre Hopkins is, like, the best receiver in the game. Why wouldn't you want him? Yeah, it was, what, what, what was the cost again? In the end, it was David Johnson and a second-round pick for Hopkins and a fourth-round pick. That seems mad, doesn't it? It's not very much at all. Um, I, maybe they were struggling. It's real. <laughs> Maybe they're struggling with cap room with with Watson contract coming up or something, but yeah, I mean, 
even even with a, a career wide receiver room, why not? You know, you've got the, the young quarterback, uh, and you're just going to give him weapons. So I think that looks great for you guys. Um, and now, of course, that puts with David Johnson going, that puts the running back position firmly on Kenyon Drake. He had a good first season after some struggles in Miami. Yeah, but I mean, everyone struggles in Miami, don't they? <laughs> Yeah, but to be fair, he did have a good second half of the season, and I'm not really surprised we didn't sign him long term over the off season. It was just a one year tender deal, I think, for like yeah. eight million dollars, which I mean is fair enough at this like market. You don't want to be paying them big money like we did David Johnson, and then see what happened to that. Yeah, they don't have long uh, long careers these days, running backs. Uh, you know, someone like uh, Henry, uh, he's just been given the big money in Tennessee, and he could, uh, you know, you could see the walls coming off quite quickly. The amount they uh, they batter him from week to week. Exactly, happened with Todd Gurley as well in LA. Yes, yeah, great example. Um, draft wise, uh, well, we'll get on to Isaiah Simmons because he's he's quite an interesting case. But uh, getting Josh Jones in the third round uh, to, to shore up that offensive line—that's a great move and really good value. Um, a position that was probably a weakness for for the Cardinals for a little while. It has been a weakness for like forever, I think, the offensive line. But we did look pretty competent last season, and with the addition of Jones and also a couple of free agents, I think it might be on the right unit this year. We have lost Marcus Gilbert, though, to opting out. So that's one less person to challenge for the right tackle spot. Was uh, Kelvin Beecham's come in, hasn't he, from, uh, is it from the Steelers? I'm not sure where he came from, but no. I know he's played for the Steelers. I think he plays for the Jets as well, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, via the Jets, of course, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's a solid player. So, I mean, that could definitely be improved as a group, I reckon. Um, well, I mean, of course, it's one less obstacle for Jones to overcome to take the spot as well. Yeah, I think he's going to be a big player. I really liked him coming into the draft. I mean, but I didn't then, even realise he was that. Like, no real reason why he's actually fallen that far, because there were some mock drafts that had him in the first round, and yet we got him in the third. Yeah, I mean, many mock, mock drafts had him going to the Seahawks late in the first, so really impressive pickup. Um, but of course, the offense—the uh, the offense completely rolls around Kyler Murray, doesn't it? Who's uh, he's getting some love for MVP without a ball being snapped. Um, what, what what are his strengths, and what would you, where would you be hoping he improves this year? Well, I think him make, taking less sacks, they're more down to him than the offensive line. That would help a lot because I think you probably saves a good portion of the sacks that the line gave up mainly down to him keeping hold of the ball for far too long, trying okay. to make something to happen where it wasn't going to happen. Better decision-making from Kyler in that regard. I think he'd take another step forward. I think that'd probably come with experience, won't it? I mean, he was only a, what was he, a one-year starter um, after, uh, I forget who it was, before, the year before him. Um Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, of course. I can't forget. Um, but yeah, he started for one year after he got drafted the year before. So with experience, that's bound to come, isn't it? Yeah. And also he's got a coach who plays a similar system to what he did in Oklahoma. So the familiarity is there. Plus he'll be moving into his second year of the offense. Kingsby runs anyway. And with all those weapons, who would want to doubt him as an MPP candidate? I think that might be a step too far, but... Definitely think he'll improve on last year's numbers quite significantly, I'd hope. Yeah, uh, he looks a good player. 
At the other end of the age scale, Larry Fitzgerald goes again. I'm, I'm a huge fan of his. Um, do you see him contributing a lot this year? I think he'll just continue doing what Fitz does, you know. Like when we need a lift, he'll just make some ridiculous circus grab out of nowhere. Yeah. Even if that's his only catch in the game, he'll just be one that's memorable. <laughs> be thoroughly consistent and a great influence on the youngsters. And yet he still hasn't retired, even though they've been trying it for the past few years. He's, he's, a, he's a true great of the game. And then on defence, they added uh, first-round pick Simmons. Uh, where do you see him playing? Because he's an interesting interesting player, isn't he? He could play linebacker, he could play in the secondary, and, and both position groups look strong, you know, regardless of whether he plays. I think they are saying he's going to be an inside linebacker to start with, but you'd hope a competent defensive coordinator will be able to use him all over the place, get the most out of his skill set. You know, wherever he'll be the most effective for the team, just use him and move players around to accommodate him rather than the other way around. So sort of revolve things around him because, I mean, he could be a pass rusher. He could play at safety. It's it's really, really, it's uh, very, very flexible. As long as he can cover tight ends, you know, don't really mind what he does. (laughs) Has that been a big problem for the Cardinals recently? I think it's it's been a problem for the Cardinals for years. Like, we've had all sorts of tight ends dominate them. Like, no-name tight ends have dominated. Obviously, the likes of George Kittle do. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah, playing in the same division. Not ideal. And of course, there's some superstars on defence. You've got Chandler Jones, who's one of the best rushers in the game, one of the best cornerbacks in Pat Peterson. Um, alongside them, you've got youngsters like Buddha Baker. And how did, you know, in particular, the opposite cornerbacks, uh, Byron Murphy, how, how did he do in his first year? He didn't do great in his first year, to be honest. But then again, he was thrown right in at the deep end when obviously they'd have wanted to maybe ease him in, but couldn't do because Patrick Peterson's suspension. Right, yeah. A lot on his shoulders. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you finished with like one of the worst like targeted grades in NFL history last year. Oh, wow. Like he was beaten that much, yeah. He did so have he his moments, up. but yeah, it wasn't a great rookie season for him. Because he was great in college for Washington, wasn't he? He came out with a lot of uh, you know expectation. Yeah, I mean, I'm not writing him off by any stretch of the imagination. I just yeah. think it was a bad situation for him. Yeah. But this well, year, he'll have Patrick Peterson, he'll have Robert Olford, then he'll probably be in the slot corner position. Give him a chance to grow at his, his own pace. Yeah, you can hope so anyway. Excellent. And then all in all, I mean, the team is, is getting some really positive press. Uh, how are you feeling in, for the year and what's a, a really strong division? Yeah, I mean, the division's always going to be strong, but the LA Rams might be going on a bit of a downward trend, but we've still got the Niners and the Seahawks to contend with. And I mean, you can't write the Rams off anyway, because since Sean McVay took over, we haven't beaten them a single time. Really? A bit of a streak to beat there then, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he shut us out twice as well. Or once, if you like to forget the London game, like I do. (laughs) But with extra places in the playoffs up for grabs, uh, you know, you know, you, you must have some hopes of getting to the big uh, to, to the end of the season, the postseason. Yeah, I do think we've got a chance of maybe getting the seventh spot wild card because I think we'd probably need to get at least nine wins for that. And looking at the schedule, I think we could manage that. And uh, and a really really strong roster. Yeah, it's uh, I think things are looking up for you guys, especially the young quarterback. 
because it is nice to have like some positivity towards the Cardinals. <laughs> it's been it's about time, isn't it? Um, so where can everyone find you, uh, British Bird Gang, uh, all the UK Cardinals fans? Yeah, well, we're at British Bird Gang on Twitter. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash British Bird Gang. And we also have our own podcast, the British Bird Gang Breakdown. But we've not done an episode in a while because it's the off season and nothing's really been happening with all this coronavirus and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But I'm we'll sure be back when there's a season. Absolutely. We're all looking forward to the big kickoff. Hey, thank you very much and good luck to you guys for the season. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having us on. Shona, what do you think? A better year ahead for the Cards fans? Okay. I'm excited to their to what they're going to bring because I feel like they've drafted really well. They've now got DeAndre Hopkins there. Kyler Murray is a great quarterback. Um, but I'm not quite jumping on the hype as a lot of people have, like compared, like what they did with the Cleveland Browns uh, last, last season. Um, I think they're still going to need a process as to how they all work together. Let's not forget they have a very young coach in Cliff Kingsbury. He didn't have that great of a, a college record, even when he had Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. Um, so I think that all needs to work together. But I feel like they do have pieces in place to have a really good um, season. Um, I still think they've got some issues on their defense, but I was on a, um, another podcast this week and I said that I actually am tipping them to finish third above the Rams, which uh, it could go either way, I think, between three and four, but I see the Cardinals just doing that slightly better if it all clicks together for them, which I think um, with the, the, the people they've drafted in, um, it could work in their favor, but you know, Kyler Murray is still young as well, and he could have that. They say the the second year slump, um, which I don't quite see happening because I think he's a great player. Um, and I was when he switched from baseball to NFL, I was super excited about that story. Um, so I can, yeah, I see them doing okay. I don't think they'll hurt. Uh, that's the wrong word. I don't see them challenging for number one and two quite yet. They might hurt the Seahawks again because they, they tend to do that. But <laughs> um, I, I see them third, finishing third in the NFC. Even maybe getting that um, extra playoff spot, maybe, maybe. Yeah, a, a couple of things about the, the Cardinals. I, I agree with what Shona said about the the Browns from last year. There was a big hype around them. They had a, a, a first overall pick from Oklahoma who did quite well in his first year. They drafted, uh, sorry, traded for uh, a, a top-end wide receiver, and everyone went, boom, good, they're ready to go. They're they're going to challenge for the playoffs. And I think that same kind of hype train has started a little bit with Arizona, but I think we have to be a bit careful about it because they weren't brilliant last year, but I think they will make some some steps forward this year. And um, the one thing I do love, I love that they drafted um, Isaiah Simmons. I'm not a huge watcher of college football. But I, I did watch a bit of him, and I think he's going to be a really, really good addition for the, the Cardinals. Um, they say you should build your team to win your division, and, and he's a player that they, they should be looking at for that. When they're playing the 49ers, line them up against Kittle. He could he could match up with them. He could spy Russell Wilson when they're playing the Seahawks. Um, with a lot of the outside runs that the, the Rams do, he's quick enough to get to the outside from linebacker. I think he's going to be a player to watch for next season. I am going to stick my neck out on this one, and I'm going to jump all aboard the hype train. Um, 
I really like the new coach. Um, he were, he had a tough year last year, but that was because of the team he inherited. And I think they have a plan, and I think they brought in players to execute that plan. They brought in DeAndre Hopkins to play alongside Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, Andy and Isabella in a really crowded wide receiver group, uh, which can only benefit Kyler Murray, who is he's shown a heck of a lot of talent in the same way other young quarterbacks have. Uh, and they're going to focus on him and play... Uh, in a collegiate way on offense um, to suit him. They're really going to maximize his potential. They've done some, made some moves on the offensive line, which is really important because they've rolled out DJ Humphreys at tackle for so, far too long now, brought in Josh Jones in the third round of the draft, which was an absolute steal. Mason Cole playing center. He came from Michigan, uh, I think last year or year before. He looks really good. And Justin Pugh as well for the Giants. On defense, like you say, they brought in Isaiah Simmons. Whether he plays at linebacker or in the secondary, he's only going to make what is a strong group even stronger. They've got to, you know, if it's on, if it's a linebacker, he's playing with Devonta Campbell and Chandler Jones, who's a beast. Or in the secondary, he'll play alongside Buddy Baker in safety. So, I think there's some real talent there, um, some real optimism, and I think they're going to focus and really challenge the Seahawks to second place. I think they'll go all the way. Well, not go all the way. Go, you know, challenge them all the way. <laughs> I honestly think you have a vendetta against your own team, Duncan. I really do. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm You're never positive about them. Just never positive. Honestly, they look honestly. really, really good. Yeah, I think, I think that with, the, with extended playoffs of seven teams, they might be one of those teams who just sneak in on the on the last day. But I don't think they're going to do it at the expense of the Seahawks. I think I think they'll push us, you know, all the way to the last couple of weeks of the season. I think they'll be thereabouts. But I guess, you know, we'll, we'll know in 20 weeks, won't we? <laughs> so, <laughs> the only thing to do is is come back and, and see who, you know, well, whether they did or not. But, uh, I'm a dying yeah, breed. Just... I'm the last optimistic Seahawks fan going about <laughs> But Seahawks aside, you got, you know, you got Fitzgerald helping Isabella and Kirk develop while Hopkins is you know, an absolute star. They're going to be fun to watch, if nothing else, right? Yeah, but they still, I still think they have, they still need to gel as a team. And I think they, the, the fact that, you know, they've not had um, rookie camp, they've not had training camps as long as, you know, they normally would have before a season. There's no preseason games. They're literally going to be thrown in the deep end come the first game of the season. I think it's, it will take teams a lot longer to mold. And this is a, still a newish team like that's obviously worked together not as long as they would normally are used to and it's a, it takes a lot to transition from college to NFL um so I just think they'll yeah they will do a lot better than last year but I don't see them I don't see them tipping over the Seahawks for a second oh, well, first fair, that's an excellent point um I'm so, so sorry I'll, I'll make it rank it really very really quick that's an excellent point because Josh Jones can come in and not know the system yet at tackle uh, Hopkins, you know, he may be tra- struggle with the playbook and the style of Kyler Murray. Um, and Isaiah Simmons, who, you know, we don't know quite where he's going to play. How do they know where he's going to play then if they've had no camp? So, yeah, it, it could very, very easily go the other way. I, I, absolutely right. So, sorry to cut you off there, Stuart. That's right. I was just wondering whether it might go the opposite way, given the fact that, that Kingsbury, particularly in offense, runs such a collegiate style offense, whether these guys might find it not so difficult to transition into playing under him. Um, you know, if, if the, there is a lot of changes between that and the NFL, and it's not absolute collegiate, but whether when he runs that kind of system, they might find it a bit easier to slot in, as opposed to some of the more complex, complicated systems that like, other teams might run that will will require much more work in the in the early season games. 
quite possibly, but the guy didn't have a winning winning, you know, season with Patrick Mahomes under center. So, you know, I don't <laughs> maybe I'm a little bit rough on Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> We will see. We'll, we'll come back in uh, after the season and we'll see <laughs> see how they did. It'll be an, uh, for, for definite, they'll be fun to watch. <laughs> hey, well, thank you very much to both of you and huge thanks to our guests. Uh, and we'll have more previews in the coming weeks, so stay tuned. Thanks for listening. can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.